Welcome to another Infoviewing Spotlight series. Uh, I'm super delighted to confirm we have Richard Blamford, uh, founder of Fordway. Uh, Fordway, uh, in brief, are a UK cloud transformation uh, and managed service provider that have been delivering enterprise-grade IT services to public sector and mid-sized enterprises for over 30 years now, um, offering an extensive Microsoft cloud services, cloud strategy, cloud transformation and uh, cloud operations and security as a long-standing Microsoft Gold partner. And once again, welcome, Richard. Uh, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Good morning. Morning, Tim. Good morning, all. So, Tim, far away. Yeah, no, Richard, look, once again, appreciate you. Super busy, so thanks very much for uh, taking part. Um, yeah, just uh, really delighted to have you on board. I was excited when you uh, wanted to take part. So I suppose we should kick things off with uh, a quick, quick, quick intro, uh, an overview of your, your your career so far, a little bit about you. <laughs> um, start? Well, it's quite long, actually, so I don't know how long you got, but uh, let's just say I fell into the IT industry by uh, by a happy accident. Uh, <laughs> uh, when I left school, my aim in life was to be a professional musician. Okay. Um, and uh, I what then became a, a drummer and okay. bass, mainly drums. I'm, I'm, I'm rhythm section, basically. So, uh, nice. Um, didn't quite work out. I was working in the uh, building trades just as a job and then uh, ended up going traveling for several years and started uh, teaching people how to ski and delivering yachts around the world and stuff like that and uh, wow okay uh, came back in the uh, mid 20 my mid 20s uh, didn't make university unfortunately I wasn't particularly good at school and um uh, I just fell into the IT industry pr primarily by accident actually that's sort of there's a story behind it but uh, I uh, was back, worked back in the building trade and um, a mate of mine from school who'd been equally as uh, useless at school as I was um turned up in a brand new uh, three series bmw this was uh, the late 80s and you know this was the niche car and uh, i looked at him and said fergus where the f did you steal that from and he went that's my company car and i went you've got to be bloody joking i was driving an escort van at the time i think and i work at it and he said uh, and i said where the hell did you get that job he said oh it's easy you know i'll tell you what i'll introduce you i work for this company and uh, it was an it distribution company that's um uh, Tolworth Tower, if you remember, Tolworth Tower used to be a den of iniquity in those days. But uh, yeah, and um, yeah, um, got a job uh, a few months later. A reseller came in for me because I was selling in quite a lot of the Epson printers, and um, it was my my main bag at the time. And in those days, selling Epson printers wasn't exactly difficult. Everyone bought Epson dot matrix printers in there. Yeah, and then a few years after that, I started Broadway with a friend of mine when we um, had a fairly fundamental disagreement with the owner of the company about strategy and direction and uh, the way things were going. So Broadway started in the early '90s as primarily a Novell um, integrator. So we okay. uh, um, PC networks were starting to become fairly you know, major business tools in those days. And people were starting to use them and migrate word processing, particularly in sort of small databases off mini computers. But um, nobody really had a clue. And uh, my mate Spencer, who uh, we started the company with, and Fordways, an amalgamation of our surnames, Blanford uh, and Holdaway. Yeah. Um, we uh, we started uh, offering Nobel Consulting Services, and uh, we were both pretty techie. By the time I joined the IT industry, I'd become a bit of a techie by then. But um, somebody needed to do the sales, so that was me. And uh, off we went. So, uh, yeah, went through the internet dot com boom year 2000s, 
uh, mid mid so in the noughties we were primarily a sort of a, actually novella died by then so by then we uh, started moving more into the microsoft ecosystem yeah and actually became one of microsoft's top mark partners for migrating from novell into the microsoft stack uh, windows uh, server etc brilliant uh, then we had a financial crisis um okay. the cloud business yeah, uh, cloud business is still going strong, but our cloud business now has migrated from us running and hosting cloud services for our customers on our own platform. Um, we're just in the final stages of completing our transformation to a, a public cloud first business. So we've migrated all our contracted customer workloads onto Microsoft Azure. Um, okay. And okay. we are very big in security, um, Azure operations and management, Microsoft 365 management. Um, yeah, and, uh, you know, continuing their happy happy um happy adventure that started back in the early 90s I, I, I love the story you know and 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 i think that's what sells in today's world right you know um everyone's got one and i think we should share it and i love the fact that um yeah saying that school wasn't necessarily for you but then uh you know playing drums and uh you know part of a band to then teaching you know skiing and now you know a founder of a, a very successful microsoft gold partner i love it um uh it, it, in terms of you, you were talking about sort of where you guys have come from and where you're at now. So, so, so tell me what your sort of core focus is, you know, a, 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 as a business, you know, just sort of, you know, it, it, summarizing it from a, a sort of, what's the focus right now? You know, what are you looking for or, or, or for the foreseeable? Well, I mean, the focus is, is to help customers adopt and, you know, successfully use public cloud. Okay. Um, mainly Microsoft flavored because that's our history. Um, yeah. You know, we do a little bit of work with other clouds, and you know, uh, we've got a small bit of AWS, and we're sort of investigating Google, but nobody in our customer base is really moving that seriously towards it. You know, they're all it's sort of a, a kick the tires, and there's other cloud providers out there which you know, occasionally feature. But I mean, our, our real focus is to say to organisations, you know, we've been doing cloud both our own platform and public cloud for, you know, over, well, 15 years now, and wow. public cloud okay. for nearly 10. Um, I mean, okay. we built our first cloud platform back in 2009 um, awesome. to host and run our own services. Um, and uh, Azure, I think our first, well, certainly, well, there used to be something called BPOS, which became Office 365, and I think we put our yep. first customer on that in about 2012, 2013, um, fairly major government department. So, you know, it's a culmination of the history, but what we're trying to do to help the organisations is it's it's changed. And I mean, you know, if you look even back to the nineties when we started, you know, implementing Novell networks, I mean, we were doing change management and transformation. You know, yeah. most of the workloads we put onto those PC networks came off mini computers. Um, we then again did change and transformation, and in you know the late nineties and noughties, it was all about you know moving onto the Microsoft stack consolidation. Um, into storage area networks and enterprise backup. So SANS were a huge part of our business in those days. Uh, virtualization then came along and that was data center consolidation and then virtualization on-premise sort of became cloud because cloud was effectively virtualization off-premise for infrastructure as a service anyway. Absolutely. And services developed. And now, so, I mean, the one constant in our business and it's the same today is helping our customers adopt and really get the benefits from and take advantage of what the latest technology can offer them. And I mean, cloud advantages, you know, flexibility, scalability, speed to value, you know, those are the key things that, you know, bloody customers have always wanted. And, and this is a better way of doing it. Um, and a different operating cost model, you know, you're not taking a, a three to five year punt on how much stuff you need and how much capacity you need, you know, you're now saying, actually, it's there, I can turn it on and turn it off, which brings different challenges, 
you know, because yep. it's like your electricity bill, you know, you turn the heating down because the cost of energy has gone up a little bit. Well, in cloud computing terms, you may not need quite as many servers or sizes, you know, and this sort of stuff. So it's, but we're using the same disciplines that we were using back in, you know, like capacity management, performance management, you know, service continuity management. All of those disciplines are identical to the disciplines that we've been using for the last 30 years in IT, you know, okay. and longer than that, but just applied on different technologies. And I think our role as a company has always been how do we make our help our customers take best advantage of the, the available technology and what's you know first of all we do three things but the first thing we do is we help them work with them to understand what that strategy needs to be and how that how we realize their strategy so they will have a business strategy what we then do is we work with them to turn that into an it strategy that says okay this is what it needs to look like here's a target operating model here's your current situation here is your 2b you know here's what we need you to be get a target, target operating model defined and then help them. The second part is help the transformation because at heart we're a bunch of techies and we always have been, you know, we've provided yeah. technical expertise, but what we've also learned is the process expertise around project management, service delivery, security management, et cetera. And also we really understand that people are the generally the biggest single contributors to the success or failure of any enterprise, any change in any initiative. So yeah. many years ago we added, you know, uh, the pe people development typically using the um, SFIA framework to our model and so you get that full model and then more and more customers are now saying well do we need to run this ourselves because we're a retailer we're a government department we're a NHS trust you know why do we need to have specialists when we can actually just give it to somebody because we run effectively standard consistent repeatable processes that are effectively Absolutely. industrialized and, and increasingly automated to manage and run these environments on behalf of our customers. And we can do it at scale at a you know very competitive price with flexibility and also giving particularly mid-sized enterprises capabilities they can't afford themselves, like 24 yep. by seven monitoring, 24 by seven security management. That all Absolutely. comes as part of the four-way package. I, I, I love it. And, 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 and what you said there, sort of public or private, and you know, it's not one hat fits all. You know, uh, the sort of process and the procedures that you follow from sort of objective strategy implementation kind of stays the same, but you're just working out what is the best technology for that business, you know, and uh, and that's where the best sort of ROI comes because, you know, it's not about just saying you just got to have Azure. It might be that you're bringing it back to your private cloud network. Therefore, you know, we're looking at almost like the old school systems storage virtualization sort of on-prem tech. But, you know, putting it around your own private cloud. And, and I think that's the way forward because, you know, uh, a lot of businesses, you know, quite a few years ago, they kind of just went, you know, public, public, public and didn't look at that sort of private cloud also. And they started to lose businesses because some companies just weren't ready for it, you know, uh, or, or a little bit scared or worried, you know, that how is their business going to look? How are they going to operate? You know, they were worried about the security element. And, you know, I love the fact that, you know, Fordway absolutely sort of focused around that security piece once that cloud implementation or adoption is done. Um, yeah, it leads me on to my next question, actually, perfectly. You know, you talked about customers there and, and, and making sure that um, you identify what's going to work for that customer long-term opposed to that quick fix. So so what does the perfect client look like? You know, whether it be size, vertical, or both for Fordway, what does that perfect client look like? Well, I mean, we're, we're sort of, we've got a lot of reputation. We are quite good in the public sector. Um, right. It doesn't mean we're specialising, you know, but we, 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 we said that many years ago, we looked at how to win tenders, um, which is the way you win business in the public sector. Um, yeah. So I think a few vendors see us that, but I think 
I mean, our perfect customer is, is what we call a mid-sized enterprise. So it's typically organizations where they've typically got a few hundred to maybe a few thousand users, okay. you know, multiple locations. And, and the key characteristics of organizations of this size is their, their IT environment is starting to get a bit complicated. They've got multiple systems, multiple locations. Um, they've got differing requirements, you know. So it's, it's, it's where you need that understanding of enterprise IT with complex integration challenges with transformation you know, um, issues and, and trying to deliver services at scale. Um, so, I mean, our perfect customer is somebody who, you know, today is looking at, well, I've done the easy cloud migration stuff, like I've probably adopted Microsoft 365 and a few SaaS services, yep. but I've got this core business applications i've got a business intelligence environment i've got reporting environments etc that you know either are still on premise or literally all i've done is lift and shift them into the cloud and nothing else and we'll say right well how do we actually evolve that you know because ultimately most customers you know i think their dream world is is a collection of you know interconnected and loosely coupled SaaS services and we bring that you know standardization you know consistent authentication standardized security model across multiple platforms so a perfect customer is somebody who knows they need to do something aren't quite sure exactly what they need to do okay and ultimately are looking for an outcome-based service rather than you know something deeply technical so in other words we want this you know it's taken care of you know our business is running these core applications and our processes are embedded in those but you know, we'd like to leave the day-to-day -day hassle of looking after patching, security, operational management, monitoring, resilience, failover mm. to somebody else, because that's not what we do. And we can, you know, these are standard processes. Now, they're not unique. The same, you know, monitoring and security processes we use for our, our retail customers or logistics customers are exactly the same in, in, in principle to what we do for government departments and some of okay. our, you know, regulated industries. You know, we look after civil nuclear, for example. Now, they have a higher security. And one of the key things we do with customers is work out, you know, what, what's your risk appetite, for example? How important is it to define exactly how much security and how much um, capability that we need to engineer into the systems? But, you know, ultimately, we're using fairly common technology building blocks to build a bespoke service that's customized to suit each customer. Um, but I say that, that mid-sized enterprise is our sweet spot. You know, all our core customers, we call them gold customers, typically have about between 200 and 2,000, 2,500 staff. Brilliant. So a, a fairly broad range, you know, in terms of size. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but uh, I love what you said there. It's, you mm. know, you, you, it'll be a particular client will know that they've got to expand scale, uh, you know, from a staff and technology perspective, but won't necessarily have that technical vision, that strategy internally so that's where they come to you guys to look at what's working now how can it be improved and how can we stop or prevent any issues or minimize risk from a security perspective ongoing almost like sort of professional services and then the managed service wrap around ongoing recurring model right Love yeah, it. absolutely and that's the same i mean we've always had change capabilities and operational management capabilities and security management and you know it's that mix you know you come to us i mean i'll say the ideal customer for us is is the sort of on a journey yeah. And for the next few years, we've decided that we're the, we're the best fit for each other and we'll help them take them on that journey so that where they started, when we start a contract, for example, they will be should be in a far better place at the end of that contract. And ideally, they want to renew it with us if they can. You know, obviously, yeah. in the public sector, they've got to go and retender it. But we've had commercial customers who've been on this journey with us for the last 15 plus years. And 
their systems and services and the contracts underpinning them have evolved to, to take advantage of the latest technologies. You know, 15 years ago, we were running managed services on dedicated stacks of kit for individual customers. Yep. Now those same customers are running, you know, all their services on the public cloud and, and integrated SaaS services. You know, that's all been done through a contractual relationship where we literally run the service for them and make sure it's available so their business can run. But yep. that change has happened underneath that, con under, con under the, you know, the existing contractual framework. I, I love what you said there about the journey. You know, I'm a big believer of, I think mm. everything's all about the journey, but it's got to be a positive one. And for that to create that mm. positivity, I think it's got to be a partnership, right? They've got to be, they've got, there's got to be trust. They've got to be bought in. They've got to be able to share and see that vision and that strategy and, and how it's going to work, look and feel. Um, mm. um, yeah. Cause ideally you want them to renew <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and can stay with you guys. So cool. Yeah. And, and look, in terms of uh, um, sort of the challenges, you know, because we've been through, multiple challenges we've had to adopt we've had to change um you know dare i say it covid but not just that i'm just talking about digital transformation over the years from a technology perspective within that msp solution by the world um you know from infoview's perspective that's all we work with so we kind of live and breathe and sit right in the middle of that bubble from a sort of a, a recruitment perspective and uh, you know we've been lucky to go on multiple journeys with so many different sort of leading msp solution providers and uh, you know, i'm interested to know sort of uh, i suppose what challenges you know, Fordway have had to sort of overcome, you know, just over the last few years, really, you know, has there been any big challenges that have uh, enabled you guys to um, come out the other side in a positive way or revisit and look at <laughs> where the business could um, seem to be better? Loads of, well, I mean, there are always challenges. I mean, that's basically the, the, the table like to running a business, isn't it? And, you know, decent, yeah. uh, get and run a successful business is how you uh, confront them, overcome them and manage them and uh, mitigate them. So, uh, absolutely. I mean, I think probably the last few years have been, well, I mean, we had a financial crisis in 2008, which was a bit of a doozy, but, you know, the learning from that, and one of our values as a company is adapt and thrive, you know, our, our core values, you know, around Love teamwork. It. Ad 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 adaptation and you know adapt and thrive you know stronger together is another value and great results you know so we you know those are our company values and, and what we make sure we do is you know first of all you know everything's a learning so the financial crisis very nearly killed us because at the time our business model was based on project-based consulting you know implementation and selling lots of kit um it's all ps based so, right yeah <laughs> excuse me so we, you know, we had to cover off that and very quickly and thankfully a, a, a wise business fellow business owner pointed out to me the value of contractually recurring revenue. And it's one of the few times I really listened in life and went, actually, hang on a second, that makes sense. <laughs> right. How do we build a, you know, how do we build that business? And our yeah. answer was, well, you know, we looked at what was then the very early stage. I mean, this is before Microsoft Azure even, even existed. You know, yeah. it was a concept in Microsoft. You know, AWS had just been released and we looked at it and said, well, that's a bit shit. You yeah. Know? So what do we do? You know, and, and so we built built our own cloud platform um, and oh. put it in a couple of data centers. And instead of selling the tin and the services, we actually started, you know, started selling the services off the, the hosting off the cloud platform. And that, that mm. kept us and kept us very, you know, very comfortably through the through the teams, through the uh, sort of from about 20, 2010, we started the, those services. And literally, we are just at the end of that iteration 12 years later, where we've closed down our, our final data center. Um, actually, at the end of this month, okay. and we're now completely. We don't have any assets, any data centers anymore ourselves. Everything we do is now public cloud first. Wow. And okay. That you know, so that journey. So you know, transformation. And I think one of the key things is where we're quite useful is that for our customers, we've lived these transformations as well. 
yeah. you know we have we you know we run that business and you can tap into that and you probably notice i've you know got a few gray hairs you know we're not chewing chickens you know we, I, we, we i wasn't going to say have the experience <laughs> we have the experience you know and yeah I, I think that's a key part you know the what the customers want actually hasn't changed in in 30 years you know it's reliability scalability you know it's just got to work for you know basically and it's got to deliver acceptable results for our business that we can then grow from and that's digital transformation is how do we put more and more products into you know the virtual world rather than the physical world absolutely but, you know that that's that's been go that's that's the, the same thing so i think the key thing really the challenge is i mean with covid yeah well I have to say, for COVID, for us, we hardly even blink because, I mean, we were all working flexibly anyway before mm. it started. Um, what COVID did was prove that our corporate disaster recovery plan worked really, really well. because uh, And the ones we did for our customers, because, I mean, our customers, you know, outside of on a, on a technical basis and the ability to do their work basis were, weren't impacted. You know, they could work from home anyway as part of the services we provide. Um, you know, the, the general challenges in, in business have really come from three places. I mean, obviously, force change, but, you know, you ride with them. And, and, and I've got a, there's a great saying that isn't mine, but I love it. It's, you know, it's not how big and fast and strong you are in life, but it's how well you bounce, you know, and how, you know, is, and, and, it, and I love you know, it. a lot of being successful in business is bouncing well. Yeah, you know, you bounce it. You know, we nearly went bust in the in 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 the in the late noughties because of the financial crisis. But out of it came a bigger, stronger, better Fordway. You know, that grew successfully and became you know twice the size in turnover terms as that we ever did in the, in in the noughties. You know, we're now bouncing again because our pre current business model of hosting services at our own data centres that that course is run. And you've seen companies like UK Cloud who were all in on that. You know, for example, went bust. Now, thankfully, we saw the writing on the wall a bit before them, and we weren't quite so invested we had the we had the opportunity so we reversed course so it's meant a you know financially a rough couple of years for us because we've had, had the costs of all that but we're coming out now a lean you know stronger machine which is going to start growing again because you know we've got everything focused and you know one of the key things with running a successful business is getting everyone aligned yeah. behind a common vision and making sure that everyone knows their role and that's part of what we really work on is to make sure that everybody in the company fully understands and you're on the journey with us and if you don't like being on the journey that's, that's not a problem you know we can find something else but we want people who really want to be invested and be on the journey with us to say this is where we're going next and this is why we're going there and this is what your role in it is to be i i, I couldn't agree more i think that's so key in, in today's world um you know i often sit here and and when i sit at board level with multiple solution providers you know the big thing right now and actually insights that we get from candidates is they want to be part of a business. Um, I don't mean just getting involved in a job that they love, but be part of a company where they share that vision, they share that strategy. They can actually be part of something that is scaling, growing, and they can get that job satisfaction by the value that they add. And uh, yeah, I, I, I love what you said there in terms of the challenges. You know, it, it's how you react to that defines who you are today. That's what I believe, you know, that sort of old school, you know, we fail so we can rise. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we we fall so we can get up, and you know it's 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 so true. You know, in any in any shape or form, business, sport, pleasure, whatever. You know, it's 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 those bad times, it's those those issues that occur. Which let's face it, in IT they do. You know, or any business, any life, personal or sorry, bear me. You know, in in personal or business, and 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 I think that's a a positive. I look at it as a positive shake up. You know, it gives you the opportunity to potentially unearth those skills that aren't being utilized, you know, or you weren't aware that you could able to adapt, change, 
utilized and then thrive. I love it. I love adapt and thrive in terms of that value. Yeah. Brilliant. Cool. Okay. So, you know, um, in terms of, um, you sort of talked about the plans, but you know, in, 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 in summary, what's, what's, what's the plan now for, for the next few years? You know, have you got a two year plan, three year plan? Um, absolutely. Um, grow a successful public cloud first business from the basis we've already got, you know, is, is the plan. Right. Um, you know, I think there's, there's three elements to that. One is obviously bring, all the current staff and members of Broadway on the journey with us. So we're, you know, retraining, investing heavily and people like Microsoft are forcing us to do things like, you know, upskilling, but we were going to do that anyway, as part of their changes to their partner program. So, you know, we got the, the people challenges and we will need to bring in new good quality people to help us as part of that journey. Yep. Um, second one is customer acquisition. I mean, it's always an ongoing issue in our, you know, but we, we have a great customer base and thankfully most of them are contracted to us. So they continue to pay us money, but we need more yeah. customers and contracts come to an end and relationships edge. So, you know, we need to make sure that we're relevant to our customers and, you know, and also understand the new rules of selling. Um, Cause there are, you know, it's different. The social media world, you know, customers are way more. Um, and I think the third thing and most important thing is we enjoy doing it. Because if you don't yeah. enjoy doing it, then what's the point of coming what's to work? You know, you spend, you spend 30, you know, 30 of your life at work. And if you don't enjoy working, then bugger it. Go and find something else you do enjoy. And, uh, you know, weirdly enough, I still play drums, but part-time. And I love it, yeah. you know, but I, I, I enjoy working as well. I found something, Back you know, I thought when I left school, I thought, fucking hell, the last thing I want to do is work in an office. And uh, sorry, Martin, I do swear a bit. No, no, and, no, uh, no. Me too. You know, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, 30 years or 40 years later, and I'm thinking actually, well, this office stuff ain't so bad. It's done me okay, thanks. And I think I've given a, doing, you know, a lot so, of Someone who's come from the drums, and... you're doing well. You're doing very yeah. well. So someone who yeah. never never thought of seeing themselves working in office and, uh, yeah. you know, living yeah. li living the life sort of on, on the high road, sort of yeah. uh, drums in the booth, yeah. sort of going from pub club to whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're doing you're, you're doing well, Richard. <laughs> what, yeah. what, what, about, what, what about core USBs um, uh, in terms of, yeah, Sort of, how would you sort of sum that up? I mean, you talked a lot about people, it people, do, people but... always say about different. I mean, you know, there are lots of organizations that on paper look pretty similar to Fordway, you know, do similar stuff. You know, we're a yep. multi Microsoft gold partner, we've got the same accreditation. I think probably the two things that really sing us out is one is we are driven by our customers and very customer focused. I mean, you know. In 30 years, we've never been bought, sold. We've never bought anybody. I did sell off a small division of the company 15, 12 years ago, you know, yeah. because it wasn't no longer part of our core business. But, you know, you get consistency, you get that integrity, and you get the immediate access, you know. I mean, just about every customer, if they need it, and thankfully they very rarely need it, is uh, has got my, my phone number, you know, and if they escalate it to me, then they know it's going to be looked after. Um, but that's probably not so much that. It's more the fact that we've built a team of people who've been working together a long time. I mean, there's people in Fordway who've been working with us well over 20 years and still enjoying, the, you know, along for the ride and still enjoying it. Um, okay. And I think that that's the one thing. Secondly is is there's so many companies out there that are just focused purely on growth and they're buying and selling each other. And, and you know, to build a long-term relationship, you need to have consistency on both sides. Okay. Um, you know, if your managed service providers has been bought twice in the space of a three-year contract and a completely different management team with completely different priorities comes in, then how are you going to get that quality of service? You know, change, people feel uncomfortable. You know, if people, if organisations change, are the key people you depend on still going to be there? 
you know. So I think that's probably our, our two of our key USPs. And obviously the third one, technical. You know, we are deeply technical. Um, you know, we don't just we don't, we don't just talk about it. We actually do it and deliver it and prove it. Um, you know, all our professional services are delivered by Fordway people. Okay. Um, there are staff, no, no outsourcing. Absolutely, very little. Occasionally, we pull good quality contractors in. We got a list of you know known yeah. contractors who who, who sure. we know, but we contract them in directly to work as part of the service. We don't tend to outsource. In fact, we hardly outsource anything. Perfect. So consistency, people, mm. trust, and technology. Yeah. Love it. Okay, yeah. cool. And then uh, in terms of, uh, I suppose, one of the famous questions that everyone asks right now, culture, you know, how, 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 do, you, how do you build culture or how do you promote culture, um, you know, at, at Fordway for, for the wider? You ask all easy questions, don't you? It's like, <laughs> for, for the wider audience. Well, okay. Well, I think probably culture really is rad to I mean, culture builds itself, to be personal honest. I mean, you, you can help drive it. Absolutely. I think, you know, the, the most important thing I've ever said in life, you know, is, is you know, is 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 you know you, you judge people by their actions not by their words is obviously number one of them but follow and as a leader don't you you've got to set the example and do if you know if if, if you know i want people to work hard and they see me pissing off and enjoying myself then how, how you know how invested are they going to be in the rest of the leadership team you know you know so it, you know be there in the trenches i mean you know in past pulled cable with, with the team you know still i'm on a 24 by 7 call out rotor every few weeks you know, I think that's the key thing. You know that pe- and, and knowing people have got your back, and yep. your teams have got your back. I think very, very important. You know, in our world, you know, perfect service is the expectation. It's normal. We're, you know, it's it, but it's how you react when things don't work as planned. And we've been Absolutely. for the last thirty years helping customers when they're effectively in trouble themselves. And we, you know, effectively we're the guys in white coats with the blue lights, you know, coming in to help fix the problems. And yeah. that's really what our job is. So we've become extremely good at it because we have, you know, through lots of experience, how do we handle it? Take the heat out of the situation. Let's focus on sort of solving the problem. You know, let's keep the reactions down and, and learn from it. Obviously, you know, as one of our values says, what can we learn from this to make sure it doesn't happen again? But the first important thing is let's focus on ensuring that we address this issue, solve this problem, deliver the outcome that the customer needs. And that's absolute focus for us you know, all, at all times is, is that pure focus on making sure that happens. Yeah, no, I love it. And look, it's the, the, the culture question comes up all the time. And, and I think, you know, mm-hmm. what you summed up there is opinions count, trust people, let them give them the opportunity mm-hmm. to fail at times. And like you say, identify how they overcome that, because mm-hmm. it just gives yeah. them that sense of satisfaction that they've achieved something, you know, I think it's very easy to identify success. But actually, you know, how you overcome that failure will, in my eyes, create a slightly more longer success mm-hmm. pattern and ideally prevent that risk from coming okay cool yeah. right so um let's let's bring it back to you um you know because uh, you've given some fantastic insights about the business the culture the strategy the vision what you guys specialize in and uh yeah i'm sure the audience uh, uh, are going to absolutely love that um but yeah just in terms of um you know your your biggest career success to date in one <laughs> paragraph <laughs> well i can <laughs> Still being here, still enjoying it after 30 years. You know, there's there's been massive, many, many highlights and, and many lowlights. You know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't really single out, you know, st- staying married and having two kids as, you know, is pretty, pretty impressive. I think in some ways of having run a business. Yeah. But yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say, yeah, ultimately, I, I can't really single out a single thing. Mm. I mean, there's been, there's been fantastic customer wins, you know, but, you know, our biggest ever customer contract win turned into our biggest nightmare when the contract ended three years later and we didn't have the, another customer of a similar comparable size right. to, 
you know, so, you know, it was like, and, and, and there's this old Chinese, I think it's a Chinese curse, actually, like, may your dreams come true. Yeah. You know, because when your dreams come true, suddenly you realise they're not actually, your dreams weren't actually what you wanted, or, you know, actually there's a downside to that dream. You know, we won the biggest contract we'd ever won in our history. Absolutely fantastic. You know, great for three and a half, four years. They then retendered that contract because they had to, because they were a government agency. And um, we didn't get the retender. So suddenly a third of our revenue, over a third of our revenue, just walked out the door overnight. And I thought, oh, mm. bloody hell, no, that hurts. You know, but three years before we were sitting there, you know, sitting in the pub thinking, hey, brilliant. You, know, yeah. you just don't know. So, yeah, I think still, still, still being here and still enjoying it after 30 plus years is probably my biggest success. I love it. And look, the way you said it, yeah. still married, yeah. still that, still a proud father, yeah. <laughs> you know, while, while, while still in the IT doing something you love. Yeah. Brilliant. And, and yeah. look, if we don't love it, why do it, right? You know, I'm a big yeah. believer. I knew you mentioned that earlier. Cool. Okay. And, and uh, wrapping things up in terms of sort of what, what, what advice do, do you have for, for others looking to get into to technology and, and more importantly within the MSP solution provider world? Um, well, I think only, only get into it if you, if you enjoy it. Um, yeah. You know, I think the concept of a working day in our business is a bit flexible. It has to be, yeah. you know, be, be adaptable. Um, you know, everybody these days is in technology in some way. I mean, there isn't a job in in, in the in you know in in the UK. I don't think that doesn't involve technology in some way, shape, or form. So, you know, I think. But the most important thing is is find the organisation that suits you, and you know, you suit the organisation because. I have to say, we've always, we, we, we sort of used to call ourselves a sort of home for waifs and strays because we, we've got lots of people who tried the big corporate environments, but it hadn't worked for them, you know, mm. and they, they they found a really nice home at Fordway and have done successfully for many years. Um, you know, we never recruited at the top of the market because we've never been a company with that sort of ability to pay the, you know, the high salaries or, we, you know, there's a lot of people in Fordway who've had, you know, interesting careers up to joining us. Who've thrived. I mean, we've got ex-servicemen, we've got fire, the next fireman um, who did extremely well, who's now big wig in our security team. You know, it, it's a very, it, it's a very adaptable um, organization. It's, it, you know, we don't look for the perfect candidate because the perfect, you know, recruit doesn't exist. And if so, they're probably going to go and work for a KPMG or a, you know, a computer center or someone like that. Um, but uh, I think the key thing is, do we both like each other? Does it fit and does it work? Uh, I couldn't agree more. You know, personality, character. I believe that the market is driven by that. You know, if you get someone that's yeah. a, what I call a good egg, someone that's passionate, yeah. motivated, ambitious, bought into the bigger picture, shares your vision, you know, yeah. you guys trust and like each other, then, you know, you can train and develop skills and experience, right? But, you know, if they're not yeah. bought into you, the bigger picture, the vision, the strategy, um, they don't want to go the extra mile, in my yeah. eyes, yeah, probably not worth the investing yeah. in. Okay. Cool. Um, brilliant. Listen, look, um, uh, there's been some amazing insights there. Uh, we're coming um, uh, near to the end. I, I, I want to do some uh, quick fire questions now just to finish off. Um, you know, so I've got about 10 here. So they're sort of almost one word answers. Um, so mm -hmm. which, 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 which three people would you most likely to uh, like to invite for dinner? You said that. I, I, well, I, I, I hate to answer this. I was answered this by a CRN journalist, and I think I said Genghis Khan, Julius Caesar, and uh, and Napoleon, um, because they all conquered the world, or they sort of almost conquered the world, but ultimately weren't successful. And uh, why, you know, hubris, you know, why didn't you? So I think they're probably, but you know, Marilyn Monroe, Chrissy Brinkley, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> 
would be nice as well. But, uh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. No, I, I, I second. <laughs> I second that. Certainly, with Marilyn Monroe. Different cool, sort of right. dinner. Uh, exactly. I know this Apple or Microsoft. Oh, Microsoft. Yeah, no, I, I must have. I'm, I'm, I'm described as the anti-Apple in the company. I'm not a big fan, but more, more because I, I think they make great products, but I really don't like their business model much. Okay. You know, um, they, don't, they don't encompass partners. Football yeah. or rugby? Oh, rugby. Uh, I've played it for 35 years. I coached it for 20 years and I'm now a London Society referee, so it uh, has to be. But I, I enjoy it. I play five-a-side well. But yeah, my passion is rugby. Brilliant. Me too. Uh, degree or apprenticeship? Apprenticeship. Cool. Even though both so, my kids have done, well, one's done a degree and the other one's doing a degree, but I never did one. No, same. Similar background. Cool. Perfect. So one thing uh, or a personal passion that, um, or hobby that most won't know about you? Uh, I think probably, the well, quite a lot of people do know this, actually, certainly people, but, but I, I have a passion for speed and motorbikes okay. in particular. And well. I've done over 1,200 laps of the Nürburgring, mostly at high speed and following some very, very fast riders and uh, on my own. And I probably do most years five to five to eight track days um, on a variety of motorbikes I own. Wow. Love it. Blimey. Okay. And then favourite technology over the last 20 years? I think probably would be the smartphone. Um, yeah. You know, but like all technologies, it's both good and bad. You know, the fantastic thing is you've got information at your fingertips and anyone can contact you at any time, which is both good and bad. But the bad thing is, is that there's lots of nasty evil companies like Facebook's trying to slurp your data all the time and uh, take <laughs> advantage of that information they have. Absolutely. Uh, best thing about the channel or best thing about working in the channel? Variety. Absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, no two days are ever identical um sometimes and when they start feeling the same you sort of got to question why you do it but uh you yeah. know i can have a fantastic plan for the day and know what i want to achieve and by nine o'clock in the morning that's gone completely sideways and i've got to focus on something completely different but you know that's you know some people aren't that keen on it but that's what i love and anybody who works for an msp like fordway you will get some of that no matter what you do in the business you know there will always be conflicting priorities and sometimes some things get overridden at short notice Brilliant. Love it. And uh, uh, a motto that you live by? One of your favourites? Um, well, I think I'll give you two. Okay. Allowed, so I'll take two. Absolutely. The first one, I think the first and most important thing is keep buggering on. You know, it's success. <laughs> success doesn't always come instantaneously. In fact, you know, every overnight success has got 10 to 15 years hard work behind it. You know, whether in music, in life, in whatever. Um, and I think the other thing is um, JFDI. I, I sort of live by once you've made decided what you want to do, you know, just get on and do it. Don't talk about it endlessly. You know, try it, see it. You know, if it doesn't work, change it. Um, but that's the most it. important thing is, is is be wired for action. I say it's one of our you know one of our behaviours in the company is you know when a decision is made, let's try it. You can always adapt it, but at least you're moving forward in a positive manner. And if, if you're not succeeding, at least learning as part of the process and you can always change it and adapt it as you need to. Love it. Similar to one of our values at Improview. Make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Cool. One thing you'd like to, uh, you'd like to have known, uh, you know, when, when you began <laughs> your career. Jesus. Oh, there's so many. Um, I think ultimately sure. probably the single most important lesson I would ever say to anybody who's looking to certainly lead a business in any way, shape or form is ultimately it all comes down to people. Yeah. Um, which probably I should have known because before I started Fordway and while I was in the early days of Fordway, I played a lot of pretty high level rugby. And, um, you know, I played in some great teams that had absolutely no superstars in them. 
Um, and I played in some not very good teams where we had fantastic players, supposedly, but they just couldn't, we couldn't work with them or they thought at a different speed. And, you know, I think like you look, is the old Cristiano Ronaldo problem, you know, he's a fantastic player, but he, you don't want him in your team quite often because you've got to shape the team to suit him rather than do what's best for the team. Yeah. One man can't beat a team of 15, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I totally Absolutely. agree. Yes. Perfect. Listen, uh, Rich, we have come to the end. Um, but once again, thank you so much for taking part in uh, in reviewing uh, our Spotlight series. Um, I do wish yourself and Team Fourway uh, all the continued success. Um, for the wider audience, I hope everyone has enjoyed hearing uh, from Richard and his insights and company overview, strategy, vision, as much as I have today. It's been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. Um, if anyone would like to comment or reach out to Richard or just uh, feel well. Feel free to uh, comment below. Uh, all the details are there stated. Uh, feel free to post any comments, reach out, um, and obviously, if anyone would like to take part in the interviewing spotlight series, um, feel free to give me a shout. Again, my details are below. Once again, Richard, you've been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tim. And uh, yeah, yeah. Well, if anyone would like to get in touch, please feel free. Uh -huh.